You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. In today's episode, Antonio and I discuss the Linux version of the Microsoft Edge web browser. Is it any good? Is it just plain evil because it's Microsoft? We discuss this and more on this episode of Joey's Totally Tech. This past month, I've been using uh, the Microsoft Edge web browser on Linux. Uh, It's in uh, development, actually, part of the Microsoft Insider program. And uh, as you know, Microsoft Edge is what comes with Windows. And while I'm using Linux as my primary operating system, MX Linux to be specific. Um, So... Now, I never use Edge myself. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a Chrome guy, right? But I do know that Edge came out not too long ago for Microsoft. Yeah, um, well, it's been out for a while, but they recently rewrote it. Of course, uh, Edge and Internet Explorer they have a reputation of being the browser that you use to download Google Chrome. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, Edge recently switched to the Chromium uh, engine. What, or the Blink engine, which is what Chrome and Chromium use. Gotcha, rather. okay. Yes. So, they decided to work on the Linux version of the browser. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, for uh, years uh, before Satya Nadella took over as CEO, um, Microsoft had a history of attacking Linux and open source software. And, uh, you know, cutting the bottom line, what do you expect? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? But I think Satya Nadella has learned to use Linux to his advantage. But, um, many Linux users would find using Microsoft Edge a bit blasphemous. Is there really that much much hatred for the for Microsoft? Oh, oh, yeah. And the Linux community, there's a lot of hatred for Microsoft. Um, some people in the Linux community are accepting Microsoft a bit more these days. Yeah. And we'll get into that. But uh, Microsoft under like Steve Ballmer especially. Somewhat under Bill Gates but I don't know if it was that bad but the Ballmer years uh, gosh, Ballmer hated open source software. Really? Yes. Um, Yeah. And, And the open source people didn't like Microsoft either. You know, they... They were everything that uh, stood against open source software, you know? I mean, you got two fundamental differences in values. So, right. You know, 
You have Microsoft, which is proprietary closed source software. You don't get to the source code. Except now they do have some open source software. Okay. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then, of course, a lot of Linux users, they're open source activists, pretty much. They want to see as much open source software out there as possible. So, so yeah, they think that using a Microsoft product on a Linux distribution is blasphemous, even though there are Microsoft products on Linux now, like uh, VS Code and some others. I'll mention that. Yeah. Um, so under Satya Nadella, Microsoft has embraced Linux a bit more. Now, yes, Linux does cut into their bottom line a bit, but Microsoft has learned how to use Linux uh, for their bottom line, too. Uh, Microsoft has released VS Code, which is available for Linux, um, and it's open source. Uh, Microsoft Azure is Linux-based. Um, even in Windows now, they have the Windows subsystem for Linux. Really, I think it should be called the Linux subsystem for Windows because it's like you're running Linux inside of Windows. That's that for the brand, though. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so that's a different story. Um, but you have to ask if it's a case of what has been known among Microsoft as embrace, extend, and extinguish. You know, are they trying to embrace this in order in order to eventually get rid of it? You know, so like a virus, kind of. Uh, maybe not exactly, okay. but. You know how Microsoft, uh, they worked with IBM to develop an operating system specifically for their platform? Yeah. And then it was on other clones as well. Uh Uh-huh. And then Microsoft eventually became bigger than IBM. Now, now IBM IBM sold their desktop systems to Lenovo these days. So you think Microsoft is trying to like break into the open source game, essentially? Uh, not necessarily uh, break into that. Um, I'm not even sure it's even my opinion they're trying to extinguish it. I really don't know. Okay, but a lot of people think they're trying to like get as many users from the open source platforms to their platform even if they have even if they create a linux based platform but then like close source most of it you know what i'm saying you know, reminds- and they get them stuck on that platform it kind of reminds me of like it's almost like punk rock almost you know punk rock was this thing that rose up like in the 60s mm-hmm. to be like you know this kind of countercultural you know you know, F the system kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm a big punk rock fan. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but, you know, I appreciate their contributions to, you know, music in general. Right. But, um, but you know, that eventually it just it gets swallowed by the machine. You know what I'm saying? Now you have yeah. punk rock and, you know, ska bands and things like that, but they're yeah. owned by, like, you know, Sony and Warner yeah. and all Yeah. Well, this. hey, I'm a big ska fan, too. But, you know, I know, it's, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I but think... I'm just drawing a parallel there. So you have, right. like, Linux, which is, like, this, you know, huge, you know, punk rock open source operating system. And now they're trying to get in bed. Or well, Microsoft is trying to get in bed with them. So. Yeah, I think the thing is uh, Linux it continues to stay open source. Uh-huh. Microsoft can't really buy Linux. It's free and open source. Well, not buy, so, but yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I said get in bed with So they're trying to kind of like infiltrate. And right. Kind of, 
Yeah, but spread, I think spread out there, you know. Yeah, I think Linux w- itself would stay punk rock. Yeah, you know. Uh, so anyway, uh, Microsoft uh, recently came out with the uh, Edge for Linux browser. Um, again, it's <laughs> under the Microsoft Insider program. Still a development browser. It's not ready for prime time yet. Okay. However, I've been using it for the past month. Quite frankly, I've been liking it much better than Chrome. I like it more than Firefox, honestly. Really? Yeah. And I'm a Linux fan. You'd think I'd be all anti-Microsoft, right? But I'm not anti-Microsoft. That's why we love you. You're impartial. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, I mean, I guess some people would probably be saying right now, Joey, they they go against everything open source stands for with their licensing and everything. I'm I'm not saying Microsoft is an all perfect company or they make all good decisions. I want to make that clear. But Microsoft has been doing some good stuff lately. I think I don't know that's a case of the embrace extend and extinguish like a lot of people fear. I think they're trying to genuinely uh, embrace open source software because they don't have much of a choice these days. They yeah. see how things are going. And, you know, yes, they make money on proprietary software, but I think they see a place for open source software and they need to get in line with that too. Yeah. Android is the biggest operating system on mobile phones now and android itself with the exception of like google's own apps on there it's open source Uh um microsoft cannot really compete with that they've tried to compete on mobile and they gave up well that's the thing i think you have to keep in mind too it's like um to go back to one of your previous points you were discussing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, they're, you know, they're anti-capitalist and anti-corporation um, and that's all well and good. And I, right. And I definitely see, you know, the value in that sort of mindset. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, you, um, you have to, I, I think people, they always think like, oh, these corporations, there's always some ulterior motive. Yeah, obviously, they're a corporation. The, yeah, the they're entire, there to make money. The entire reason they exist is to make money for yes. whoever owns stock in their company. So, obviously, their shareholders and their board of directors or whatever are going to come first. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be a time. I mean, I'm sure there's special cir- circumstances where they're going to put the consumer ahead of the, sh- the shareholder. But at the end of the day, House is always going to win. They're going to yeah. do what benefits them. And even this, you know, I'm sure that they see this as a benefit in some point, but that doesn't mean there's mm-hmm. some nefarious scheme, you know, to, right. you know, like, well, kind of what I was alluding to earlier, to kind of infiltrate mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Yeah. So, I mean, Microsoft couldn't win on the mobile front, at least as far as the operating systems go. So yeah, it's too crowded right now. What, what Microsoft also decided to try doing, and I think they've been pretty successful with it what's that you know like uh the microsoft 365 the office software oh yeah you can run that on android now um that's one thing they decided to do when satya Nadella took over i don't know how microsoft office is still like a thing because you can do pretty much i know there's certain things you can't do but for the most part you can do pretty much that 99 percent of people would use microsoft office for you can do that for free on Google. Yeah, well, Microsoft even has their own free version of uh, 
Office 365 on their website now. Oh, I know that. Okay. Yes, you can run it free on their website. Now, they have the paid uh, version as well, which gives you more features. And I think it's like Google probably lacks features that uh, Microsoft 365 would have. Well, I'm, I'm saying 99% of people are going to be doing some more processing, maybe right. some spreadsheets maybe a mm-hmm. powerpoint presentation whatever yeah so like i said i think for like i said for 99 percent of people anything they would do on office they could do like i said like you said too i guess that's why microsoft came up with their own thing it's like you know we have to do something this, yeah this. i think particularly especially like digital signatures um uh on microsoft office i think you need the paid version of that okay that so, makes sense yeah that's um, like you just have to do it because like um I remember some time ago I was trying to edit like a PDF, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things I saw. Like, hey, if you upgrade to this pro version of this PDF software, you can do signatures yeah. and notes and all this kind of stuff. Right. So. Yes. Anyway, so I'm finding Edge for Linux to be snappier than Chrome. And Chrome, I've had problems with like Facebook and YouTube over the past uh, year. Okay. Getting just really slow, and oftentimes like those tabs are freezing up on me. Okay. And it's been really irritating. I've not had that problem in Edge at all. It's been a pleasant experience. Okay. I've, everything's been smooth. I think so, I keep in mind too. It's a it's a brand new, I guess, thing. So I guess right. it's optimized to run like what's currently out there. Right yes, now. but it's using the current Blink <laughs> engine. That's so true, yeah. I mean, I think. Chrome has just become this like overbloated beast that likes to eat up all your RAM. Mm-hmm. Chrome's been like that from the very beginning, though. To be honest, it's, I have heard that like ever since it came out. Yes, like, well, but I guess before the it's cat like, has tried to destroy the place. I apologize for anyone listening. Yeah, but when Chrome first came out, it was like the fastest thing around. Like I remember the commercial they had. I don't know if it was like an, if it was on TV or like on the on the web, right? But it's like they would drop like a little finger on a mouse, but at the same time they would fire a gun, mm-hmm. and I guess the web page would load up faster than yes. the gun would exit the gun. Then the bullet <laughs> would exit the gun. Yeah, so. and it was it was fast. Um, quite frankly, um, even though it was still a memory hog. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's, it always has been. Unless they change something in the future, it always will be. like the music and sound effects we're using on the joey's totally tech podcast well we get the licensing for this music through epidemic sound if you're a content creator creating video on youtube or other social media platforms or a fellow podcaster visit bit.ly slash jtt epidemic that's bit.ly slash jtt epidemic and you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. 
So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today. As far as features go, uh, they have a nice feature called the collections feature. I can show it to you. Let's check it out. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like bookmarks in a way. Okay. Though it's not the official bookmarks feature. I'm going to tap or click rather on here. So I've got a programming collection, just a few programming tutorials I added okay. here. You know, I'm going to go back here i've been putting the tech news this week in here so far so um it has a way to add notes into your collections as well so it's not just like bookmarks and stuff i got but you can write notes so it's kind of like uh like say on youtube it's like this is like your watch later list versus your favorites um so this is kind of something maybe you're just kind of flagging these things but you're not making them favorites but it's just something that you're interested in currently yeah okay. i'd probably say something like that but okay. yeah you could write notes here and in this case i use the notes more as labels but yeah, yeah, yeah. i can add like this is a note i don't need it to be a label blah 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 i'm gonna click the check there okay and it added that to the bottom of my collection right on i'm I could delete that because I really don't want that. Mm -hmm. And that's gone. Right on. Cool. So, yeah, I thought that was a really cool feature. So, it's not like a real bookmark. Is there anything else I missed there? I could send these to Excel, OneNote, Word, send it to Pinterest. Okay. Um, I could sort by the date created as far as the collections go. So, I guess if you're using like... Um Microsoft Office software on Linux. This will kind of help you kind of keep everything in the same ecosystem. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's some way to send it to other things as well. I really haven't looked into it that much. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it, it's a way to uh, keep that all in the same ecosystem and keep it organized. It's really nice there. Um, so... Uh, let's see. Where am I? <laughs> let's see. Bookmarks are still there, of course. They've got this little bookmark icon here. Okay. Um, and you see my bookmarks there. Um, so you can import bookmarks straight from Firefox. Okay. It doesn't give you an option to import bookmarks from Chrome. Hmm, okay. It's possible to do that, but it's not so user-friendly right now. But, you know, Linux users, a lot of us are typically uh, the type that we're willing to dig in yeah. further to get what we want done. 
so basically you have to go into Chrome, go to the bookmarks and export the file. It's going to create an HTML file. Okay. And then you have to import it into gotcha. the bookmarks. And, and you so, think being run in the same uh, engine, they would kind of be easier to do that. But. Yeah, uh, I would. I would have thought they would have had that functionality built in. Uh, but I was able to import the HTML file okay. and bring in my bookmarks. So I've got bookmarks bar and all my bookmarks there. I've got way too many of them, but I've got them. There <laughs> so, you go. Well, they're yours and yes, you have them. So. Yes, I have my bookmarks all in Edge, and um, which is great because I think I might keep Edge as my main browser, okay. as blasphemous as it might sound. You know, well, luckily we don't have that many fans yet, so you won't get too much hate mail. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, but hey, if I get hate mail from people, that's fine. That's their opinion. Hey. I don't, I don't know that anyone's going to actually threaten me. I, I hope they won't threaten me. You over know what they say, like Joey? If you're not, if you're not getting haters, software. you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to be controversial on this episode. What did Bischoff say? Controversy creates cash, right? Yeah. Bischoff, by the way, Eric Bischoff is a pro wrestling personality who, well, yeah, he would do controversial things. So we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, um, he made money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Microsoft Edge has add-ons, basically the same thing as the Chrome extensions. Okay. If you've used Chrome and added extensions in there, same thing. Uh, Chrome extensions from Google Chrome's own extension store as well will work. Just when you go there, you have to give the browser permission to download those uh, extensions. That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, security in mind, you know. Yeah. Kind of like how it would be in Android if you tried to sideload an app. Gotcha. From a different source. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what doesn't work because, hey, this is still in development. This is, I would say, a beta build. Okay. So I can't remember if they considered this alpha or beta. I mean, they release things that are, should be in beta all the time, man. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially Microsoft. I'm just talking um, about just things in general. Like, I know, like, video games, a lot of times they release something, like, the first, like, three or four days, like... It just doesn't play well. Right. Like, okay, here's a, here's a little patch for you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, so signing in and syncing to the cloud with this browser like you would in Google Chrome doesn't work right now. They give you a message saying it doesn't. That's going to be in there eventually, but they just don't have that ready for Linux at this time. Gotcha. Um, as far as sites that I go to... The only site I've had any big problems with right off the top has been CBS All Access. And I, I should try Netflix as well. We could give Netflix a try just a little bit. So you can't watch Star Trek on there? Um, no, I have to switch to Google Chrome in order to watch Star Trek, unfortunately. So CBS All Access, it does not work for me. Let's uh, give Netflix a try. Okay. Because I don't think I've tried it in Edge. Let's see. Do I not have the... Okay, there we go. I have that on my last pass. It just wasn't showing there. 
we're signing into Netflix right now. And let's see. It took a moment. I'm going to tell it it's me. It's a me. It's Joey. a me. Joey. Joey. Okay. <laughs> Joey. Joey. Yeah, that's weird. And sorry, we've got a bit of noise in the background. Is that Kevin Hart? Does he have a new special app? I guess so. Is that a preview or is it? Uh, it was just a preview. Like, is it, is it out now or is it? Uh, I would assume it's out. I don't know. I'll have to listen yeah. to that tonight. One so hour. we're going to load up the beginning of a popular show. And yeah, Netflix is working. So yeah, this is a very popular show. We're not going to mention the name of it. So, um, But yeah, Netflix works in Microsoft Edge uh, for Linux. No problem. So I, I'd say I'm mostly pleased with the browser. Okay. Uh, CBS All Access doesn't work, but I just switched to Chrome for that for now. Because like I said, it is in development. They have a send feedback button up here as well. And I have sent them feedback telling them that CBS All Access does not work for me. Okay. So hopefully they get that fixed in the future. Overall, I think it's a pleasant browsing experience, and I've heard good things from the Windows side as well. I have used the Windows version of Edge, too, and Windows, but I hardly use Windows, so. That's my thing. Like, I don't do a ton of... I don't really do anything. Like, I don't have a desktop computer. All I have is a laptop, but, like, I hardly ever use it anymore. Like, I was using it mostly to pay my bills, mm -hmm. but even then, I started doing it on my phone. It's just... I don't know. I guess I don't really don't... Me personally, like with my lifestyle and what I'm doing, I don't really have a need for like a actual computer. It's kind of weird. It's like kind of the first time I've ever really been in that place in my life. Yeah, well, I think that's the case for a lot of people. Even uh, I guess about uh, I mean, eight unless, years ago, I had need... friends that told me that they were looking up websites on their phone now, not a computer. Unless you like need a PC like for your job or whatever, yeah. or if you're sorry, into the cat is hitting our cables and making noise. I do apologize. Or if you have like a, a hobby that requires it, but I don't. Like I said, I play yeah. all my games on a console. I watch all my YouTube videos on my console or on my phone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of weird where it's kind of like the the whole PC experience is kind of falling by the wayside. You never, yeah. you never thought that would really happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I didn't think it would. Of course, for me, it hasn't because, I mean, I'm doing development. There's a number of PC games I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, for me, like, okay, console games, I have a gamepad, right? A lot of people have done a lot of mobile gaming. I, I can't really easily get into that, though. I do play uh, Blackout Bingo on my iPhone, I'll admit. Uh, but a lot of, like, hardcore gaming, I want to have, like, either a physical gamepad or a keyboard and I, think, mouse. I think mobile is mostly for casuals like yes. there's they, they release i mean there's some like i guess quote unquote hardcore games like they release mm -hmm. like triple a games that are kind of old but yeah you know, the phones now basically having a ps3 in your pocket at least yeah. for me anyway yeah. so a lot of a lot of like ps3 era games will work on your iphone now. all right like you could play well, like you know well, uh, some of the newer games, like, well, Fortnite was available on mobile, and now, of course, they're having issues with that. But uh, PUBG, things like that, they're pretty popular on mobile as well. You know, and I'd consider them more hardcore gamers, you know? Yeah. 
Well, at the same time, too, that's like that's kind of pretty mainstream. So those mainstream games are always going to be there, like you know, right, like things like Madden and Call of Duty. Those mm-hmm. are just the monsters of the industry. Yeah, so true. those are going to be available in as many places as possible. Yeah, like something like Undertale. On the other hand, I don't think they have a mobile version of that. I think that's mainly PC. That's the thing too. Like a lot of indie games that are available on console, you can also get those on mobile too. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm sure there are a number of those. I mean, I haven't tried looking for a mobile version of Undertale, so I could be totally wrong. Yeah, you never know. Or yeah. they could find like a clone, or maybe they got yeah. one called like. You know, overbutt. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have a mobile version of Borderlands at all? Uh, that I, I'm pretty sure I, I've never seen that. No. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Just look. Just a question. I didn't know. I don't know. Like but, Borderlands Three. Like I was playing that uh, with my buddy earlier this year when it came out, mm-hmm. and like running that with two players, it would crash my system like a lot because I guess there's just too much stuff going on. Like one one player mode, it ran like a champ, but like, having two players split screen. It would it would crash my system all the time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Back to Edge. I think did I download it for iPhone as well? I think I did, but haven't really used it. Yeah, I've got it on my iPhone as well. <laughs> so are you, yeah, are you using it on there too? Or are you? I've hardly used it. I could sign in, and uh, I assume I can sync with that. But, of course, the Linux version, I can't do that. Yeah, it'll let me do that, though I need to actually sign in first. Uh, So, yeah. Signing in and syncing works on my iPhone. Doesn't work on Linux, the Edge web browser. But overall, I'd say the Edge web browser for Linux is a really good experience. Whether it's blasphemous or not, I'll leave that to you, the listener, to make up your own mind. about that because it could be totally evil and i'm probably doing evil things by using this browser yeah i don't want to know what kind of evil things you do on your computer at night bro okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well this has been joey cagle and antonio guerra we will catch you next time bye bye This podcast is partially supported by our exclusive subscribers, which we consider our executive producers. Thank you, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan, for your support of this podcast.